It is one time that I have deeply enjoyed watching the sausage be made. Hello, and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 195, our Eurovision 2023 Grand Final Preview. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. In this episode, we'll be recapping the Eurovision 2023 semifinals and making our picks for who wins Saturday's Grand Final. Mike, how is it going? It's going fine for somebody who's not in Liverpool. It seems like the party of the century is happening over there this week. <laughs> The amount to which the city has taken this on is really breathtaking. And in talking with people who, where it's not their first Eurovision, they are also kind of in awe at the sheer volume of things the city of Liverpool is doing. Oh, that's amazing. I feel like just in general, the Eurovision in the city that's hosting it is sort of a thing where you have to pick and choose what you're going to do because you can't do everything. And this year, it sounds like there are even more things that you are not going to be able to do. I mean, just looking at all of the schedules and all of the events and all of the photos that everybody's been posting, it's just like, wow, there is so much going on and I'm missing all of it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to hold it together. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I have had delicious Ukrainian food the last two days. It's it's Ooh. wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just been a crazy week Eurovision-wise. These have been some really good shows so far. Super good. I have gotten to go to both the media-only dress rehearsal and then what used to be the jury versions of both semifinals. And then I also watched them on TV from our flat here in the center of Liverpool just to get a gri- grip on what those look like on TV. Really, that's the way to do it. I've really made a point of watching the actual shows from home, A, just because I've been doing a ton of walking and my legs are tired, but also because it's a television program. What does it look like on TV? Let's talk about the first semifinal from this Tuesday. The 10 acts that advanced from Tuesday are Croatia, Moldova, Switzerland, Finland, Czechia, Israel, Portugal, Sweden, Serbia, and Norway. What did you think of the first semifinal, Mike? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great show, and I'm impressed with how well we did in our picks. We mostly nailed it on the head. I think Switzerland was a surprise, not a surprise. Yeah, like the only one from mine that I think I like basically just swapped Switzerland and Ireland on my side, and I think we had it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Switzerland and Azerbaijan for me. I don't know why I was so dead set on Azerbaijan. It's just like, I really like their outfits. And <laughs> if, un- if Unfortunately, it's more than just the outfits they were making so many changes during the show and that's been one of the fun things about the process this year because uh like you were there for the live rehearsals i was able to watch it from the online press center and it's amazing how many changes were made from that first rehearsal on monday to what the actual show was on tuesday because there aren't a lot of opportunities to make changes but The changes that it did make, I thought, were overall quite positive. It's really cool to watch the hosts sort of try out the script in real time and go, that's not working for me. And again, just sort of figure things out again. Like the rap that Alicia Dixon was doing during one of the first breaks in the green room. Like they were having so many sound problems and then blocking problems. It's like, I can't have the microphone in her face and then like do this response and figuring all of that out and seeing how the show is coming together. That was, that was really cool. One change that I'm happy that the show attempted to make that did not go anywhere was 
it had been announced sometime before the shows that they were going to be trying a new way of announcing who got through and who didn't that was reminiscent of the X Factor with everybody on stage on risers. I had made the decision at that first media dress rehearsal to leave after the main performances just because I had tickets for the evening and I wanted to have something be a surprise, which was the intervals, but also meant that I didn't see the dress rehearsals of the three big six countries for that night or them testing out the the new elimination method and sort of blocking that and seeing what does this look like. Ah, okay. Yeah, I had to check out before that part of the rehearsal as well. Just trying to visualize how that was going to work. That's a lot of people on stage and no exit strategy when it gets to the announcement of the 10th finalist. Uh, Like, it's very reminiscent of American Juniors and a lot of crying children without uh, without anybody there to immediately console them. And it's like, oh, that, yes. that was going to be so gross. It was going to be so, so gross. But thankfully, the producers were just like, oh, yeah, this just isn't going to work. And it's like, uh-huh. So- <laughs> yeah, it's like by the time I saw the one photo that somebody took during that rehearsal and put on Twitter, and that was just sort of going all around, we also had an email in our inbox saying, hello, we are not doing this anymore. Even without the cruelty dimension of it. The original plan was having everybody on stage, announcing five, then interviewing each of those people about like, oh, how does it feel to advance? Which is not the most compelling question anyway. Yeah. But then it's it's just like, oh, okay, and then we got to go back to this. It's just like way too many moving parts. The BBC has been running a very tight ship on this production, which is also like a huge plus uh, for this year's shows. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. would have totally broken what they have been doing so far. It is a well-oiled machine, and that was just a weirdly errant moment in what they wanted to do. I'm just worried that it's still on the idea board for future years. Hopefully somebody sneaks that card off of it. (laughs) Yes. When I saw this happen, I joked uh, in the room, cyberbullying works. And it's not just the internet. It is also... The delegations probably were not pleased about that visual and sort of what that tryout looked like. So I assume they had even more of a stink to raise than than the general Euro fandom did. And somebody tweeted the very good point that didn't even occur to me. Greece's entrant is 16 years old, so like not an actual adult yet. And putting them in this situation after they had already signed the paperwork, it's like, oh, that's not no, no, don't know. Yeah, no, we so. have some very young performers in the mix where, like, if this is their first performance on a big stage, they don't need the the way that it ends to be that. In front of an international audience. Like, no, no, thank you. No. Keep this idea off of the books, Eurovision, please. So. <laughs> yeah, truly. Uh, so were there any other surprises for you in the first semifinal? I found it really delightful that during the jury final, we got people with the names of who was going to be there at the actual semifinal on their name just in like black sharpie we got bucks fizz and then we delightfully just had like the hand that would be inside dust in the turkey <laughs> part of me was like oh they're doing a joke like i i thought that was just going to be a hand in the real thing like of course they're going to get actual dust in the turkey but but like it was very funny to just think that like oh no no they have they just have the hand they probably could have done that and it would have been just as effective <laughs> yeah like it would it, like honest like it would have been just as funny really props to hannah for playing through it total professional about it, it it's yeah it, like yeah. she i am surprised that she has not hosted more stuff because she is real good at this yeah well all three of them have been doing a fantastic 
fantastic job. And then the other thing that I was pleasantly surprised by, since I had not seen it during the actual media run-through, was that number set to Duran Duran's Ordinary World. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was exactly what I wanted out of the UK hosting the party for Ukraine and finding ways to include elements of both. I think they've been doing a fantastic job of really having that sort of integration of the two. It still feels a little unbalanced. It feels kind of more like a 60-40 balance rather than a true 50-50, but... The elements that they have been incorporating have been fantastic. And who knows, maybe that balance will shift in the grand final and make it more, like, as a whole, a 50-50 split. Exactly. But yeah, and then we also got to see the full performances that became the very quick cutdowns of France, Germany, and Italy mm-hmm. at, at my jury semifinal. So that was fun. And it was it was interesting to see, because like I had seen the various photos that had come out and, of course, the, the preview clips that were released, but seeing those performances sort of in their full shape and how i feel about those was very informative i felt although it was kind of funny at the um at least in the early rehearsal germany decided to do it in more casual wear rather than getting fully dressed up so it's just like jeans Mm -hmm. and a t-shirt i love that that when he is not in like full stage persona that he's just like a very normal german dad yeah exactly yeah Looking in the results, like I feel like Ireland has been taking things kind of hard. They're currently pointing a lot of fingers as to whose fault them not getting through was. That I mean, the performance was fine. The performance did, I think, everything that it could do. Yeah, and it played really well in the arena, and that doesn't surprise me. It's mm-hmm. essentially a hometown crowd in many ways. Right. And, I mean, it is, like, an arena-type song, so it was the right setting for it. I think they did their best with that song and how they decided to stage it, and it's just a matter of, you don't have to win the night, but you do have to at least come 10th, and I think there were just better things in the room. I think if they were part of the chaotic second semifinal, uh, we might be talking very differently about that song. I think so, too. And that that was kind of my thought with Latvia as well, because I thought Latvia did a fantastic job, but all of their friends were in the second semifinal. And I think had they been in that second semifinal, they would have easily glided in. Yeah. All right. So the second semifinal, which wrapped very shortly before we recorded this, the acts that advanced from that were Albania, Cyprus, Estonia, Belgium, Austria, Lithuania, Poland, Australia, Armenia, and Slovenia. I was getting very worried when Slovenia had not been called and it was just like going on. It's like, why, why has that not happened yet? Because <laughs> their performance was fantastic. This is mostly calling back to the first semifinal, just sort of thinking about, okay, who is left? Because with the first semifinal, when we had like three left, I'm like, okay, they're going to call Sweden next. Because like, if they save Sweden until last, it's anticlimactic. We know they're getting through. Mm-hmm. And Whereas I'm like, okay, who can they let squirm a little bit? And that ended up being Norway in the first semifinal. I was like, okay, yeah, no, Slovenia is, is a good choice. That was one of the performances where when I saw it in the media run through, where it was a, you know, a much more empty arena. There's maybe like 200 to 300 people in the arena. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But when I was there in a full arena, I'm like, oh, of course, they are a band that really responds to a live audience as soon as we're all there this this performance just pops in the exact way it's supposed to it's interesting that there were a few songs this year where that crowd really did make a difference and i think also with those emptier performances it is them also saving their voice and just kind of yeah saving their voice trying to run through the latest version of notes they got from their team of let's try doing this this time it did get to a point i think it was after poland was announced like okay there are four that i would still like to get through but there are only three slots left what are yeah we here? So, yeah 
Yeah, actually, I didn't look at how this compared to my list. I didn't have Albania. I know that. Yeah, I don't think either of us had Albania. And I think I had picked... I forget if I picked Estonia or Denmark or had both of them. Oh, wait, no, I had Georgia as well. I had Georgia as well. So I had, I, I can only have had eight. Honestly, for this semifinal, I will take eight out of 10. Some of the ones that didn't get through, I was like, wow, they really turned out the performance. I think that could push them through. Like Iceland, I had been very concerned about, and I thought she sung the hell out of that tonight. I think both Iceland and Georgia were particularly hurt by this being a 100% televote. Like if the juries were a part of this process, I think that would have been more than enough for them to get through because, yeah, as you said, Iceland sang the hell out of that song and Georgia, oh my God, that vocal was fantastic. Every single time, just completely flawless. I think it was just a little too esoteric maybe for uh an audience encountering it the first time my thought on georgia is that i feel like overall with the performance and this the staging georgia and albania are kind of the same genre of eurovision they're both a little bit static in terms of stage presence uh the the same kind of structurally song so it it could just be a matter of of flip a coin on one of them and it happened to be heads for albania yeah i think that makes sense they both play to the beat of their own drum they just happen to buy the drum from the same store exactly exactly because like albania's performance i've just been underwhelmed with it when the people who are singing are are singing everybody else is just sort of hanging out very quietly in the background it it didn't do anything for me but i had been concerned i was sitting there going okay but like who is the person voting for this this is lovely but where is the televote coming from and apparently there's enough of a televote that they they got through my husband voted for it had to test out the rest uh, of the world vote and oh yeah oh yeah same i sent iceland and georgia some votes when albania was announced and he was like yay it was like oh you really like that one he's like oh i voted for that one it's like oh okay so yeah um so <laughs> i think it's cute uh <laughs> i will mm-hmm. cut this out so he doesn't yell at me later but <laughs> <laughs> i could see albania and georgia really occupying the the same slot so mm-hmm. unfortunate but i'm happy with everything else that got through i'm gonna be bold here i think Pol- Poland may be on their way to a top 10 finish. I, I'm fine with that. I don't like the song, but I realize I'm I'm fine with that because I was sitting in the arena yesterday and there was a lot of my side of the arena that was singing along with that while I was just going, what? I don't really like the song either, but I think it's a fantastically staged performance and it is middle of the road enough that I think it's just going to stick in the heads for a lot of people watching on Saturday. The staging is still very graphic design is my passion to me. There is so much happening that does not need to be happening. Why is the the version of her on the screen in a different dress? We have seen her in the orange and purple dress. <laughs> oh, that didn't even occur to me. Like I will say I think they did some editing on that cuz they weren't doing like the weird uh overlay during the unnecessary dance break. I will begrudgingly allow this one into the final because we've gone on a journey with it. I I understand what it is doing. I do I I do not want it to be in the top 10, but the other one that really got a crowd reaction from my jury final that I'm interested to see where it shakes out, Belgium. Everybody in the room, the youngs, the olds, that is just so joyous a performance. Everybody loves it. That one I can see doing very well as well. I think so too. Yeah, like it could be one of the several dark horses that have emerged over the last couple of days. (laughs) Like, I don't want to jump to grand final quite yet. Uh, Were there any other thoughts about semifinal two? Okay, so tonight in watching it on TV, somehow I had missed that Romania's reworked performance had stuff on the floor when he starts 
a lot of choices were being made there. The way that he staged it so that the dancer comes in like right at the end and has to basically come in at like a full sprint to get from the back of the stage to where he is. He could have put her closer down towards the front of the stage where Lithuania's backup singers were hiding. Because like she comes in and you're briefly concerned that there's a stage invader. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where is like the first time that in the first rehearsal performance it's like oh okay he has a dancer just for this one part oh it's so that he can get felt up like everything about it was unnecessary and kind of gross i wish the world for him he clearly has a lot of ideas he's 18 he's one of the younger performers i i just wanted there to be an adult in the room with him going okay let's stage this effectively needs an editor needs a producer needs somebody to help him maybe he and ireland can team up Maybe that'll be the happy media. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Interval-wise, really loved the Ukrainian music segment, both in the arena and on TV. Yeah, that was so beautiful and educational. Like, I I learned so much about the Carol of the Bells. Speaking of Carol of the Bells, the one singer that comes down on the star, she is basically sitting up in, like, they load her in on the star, and then they put that back up into the ceiling, and she just hangs out there for a few minutes. There is a lot of load-in happening where, like, they bring the star down, and they, like, harness her to it, and then they put it back up, and then they do the number, and then she comes down. The Be Who You Wanna Be number was fantastic, and that that is another one where the hosts were editing that during rehearsal, and in a way that really elevated the performers who were working with them, and I thought it was great. That was a great class in that sort of stage craft because like the original version in the first rehearsal it was just hannah who was going to go into the machine the other two had already gone into the machine and there was just this awkward back and forth because the other two didn't have lines and then hannah had to keep looking back at the machine but then turn around to read the teleprompter for the lines and it was just like this really awkward back and forth like it 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 took about 15 minutes to get through that part of the sequence but like we got to watch it all kind of break down and do a lot of on-the-spot problem solving and it turned out great this is such a cool process It is one time that I have deeply enjoyed watching the sausage be made. I think my favorite moment of this Eurovision week so far was very early on in the rehearsal where they're making the joke about queuing and Julia has to say the word queue and she looks at it and is completely baffled by it. And they're just like, oh, it's yes. cute. And she's like, oh, what a weird word. And it was just like the <laughs> most genuine reaction and just so direct. And it's just like, oh, I love her. <laughs> I love that Q joke so much. I'm part British by heritage. So just like there's part of me that's deeply ready to like, like today I was joking that I was told that there would be no direct sunlight. It was very sunny in the Euro village today. So I was just like very pithily being like, where, where can I queue to complain? Just the notion of it's, it's even better when you don't know what it's for. How exciting. The thrill of it all. Okay. Talking about the thrill of it all. Uh, we are ready for the grand final on Saturday. <sighs> well, sort of. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm emotionally ready for it, but it, it is happening on Saturday. As we record this, I, as far as I know, the producers have not released the official running order. I'm doing a couple refreshes on the Wikipedia page to make sure. Yep. We still, we still only have first and second halves. Because they're still doing the press conference and stuff, and they're not going to want to interrupt that. So I think the schedule is the wee hours of Friday is when uh, that schedule will be coming out. But we know who's in which half, and I think that's going to be more than enough information to work off of. Because theoretically, the running order should not matter unless you're the stage crew. Anybody should have a fair shake at this, despite what we think from previous times. It's really shaken out in a kind of evenly distributed way. Like, there are favorites scattered in both halves, and... And I was looking at the numbers and 
it's an even distribution. Like five from the second semi and five from the first semi are in the first half, uh, as are three of the six auto qualifiers. And yeah, so it's equal on both sides. The big favorites going into Saturday, Finland, Sweden, France, Spain uh, also is in the first half. So of course, people are freaking out about that. There are so many, I think, of the top of the bookies list that are in the first half of this final. And that's why everybody is all in a tizzy. Like I was watching the internet the second that Karia uh, drew first half go, it's over. And then Lorene also drew the first half. So we're back in the game, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't think it's going to matter because uh, it really should not matter. It is going to be the stage crew that I think is going to be determining most of this because there are some heavy load-ins this year. Yeah, no, they are absolutely just based on my watching the rehearsals. They are going to put Sweden by one of the ad breaks because they need time to load in the Panini press. They need time to load out the Panini press. So they're probably going to cut over to the green room either before or afterwards to make that work. They were able to cover it sort of in the first semifinal by having the extended mix of everybody's looks at the turquoise carpet, but uh, they're not going to be able to do that a second time. Oh, maybe that'll be when they do the Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> well, no, they can't do that because that, like, that's something they're going to want during the intervals. Yeah, they're going to need to figure out something. The Doctor Who thing, I think, may just be Catherine Tate is announcing the UK's results. Oh, okay. I thought they were going to have a trailer for like the upcoming season. Oh, that but... could also be the case. My one friend who is a very deep Whovian messaged me weeks ago. I watched this video and I and it wants you to like cut these timestamps and get this code. And the code says that it's going to be something is happening during the Eurovision final. And I think that may just be Donna Noble, but who knows? We may have a Doctor Who trailer. They'll figure it out. Like I, I'm sure they have like plans on plans on plans because uh, every, everything else has been working for the most part this year, but. Yeah, I'm just looking at this lineup and I'm really happy with these 26 entries. Like, I, I think it's going mm-hmm. to be fun, exciting, and it's going to be a contest, which I think if you had asked me last month, like, it's like, oh, no, it's going to be Sweden, a couple of other ones. It's like, no, everybody's bringing their game. Do we want to talk about who we think is going to, how we think things are going to shake out? Sure. Shall I go first? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, is there, is there anything else we want to... Oh, well, no, we've we've called out that France, Italy, and Spain are in the first half. Germany drew second half, and then we know that Ukraine will be performing 19th, and UK will be closing the show. Which, if the UK had not been closing the show, I would be fairly confident that they'd have Gustav close the show. Yeah, that would be a good closer. Possibly Israel as a closer, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of... I don't know, or maybe Croatia, just to make it like, oh, yeah, just you know, here's some weird punctuation <laughs> mark at the end. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in terms of who's taking it, like, I I got to stick with Finland. I, I am also with you on Finland. I think that there are enough things that are going to pull away jury points from Sweden. And that and if, if Finland gets enough jury points or is enough, like, sixes and sevens, I think that Finland will get at least a few twelves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, but I also think it's going to get a lot of sort of the mid-range and lower-range points. So as long as Finland is sort of in that top mix, mm-hmm. I think it's going to dominate the televote. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, like, I I think for me and like this kind of occurred to me this afternoon, so I haven't fully fleshed it out yet. But it would not surprise me if Sweden took kind of a calculated risk thinking, okay, it's going to be held in the UK and it's on behalf of Ukraine. There's like this tone that could be surrounding the contest because they didn't know what the plans were. 
And had it not turned into a giant party year that included Peppa Pig leading a conga line, I think it would <laughs> like the gray beige color palette of that performance would have made a lot more sense. But I think it's the lack of color in the performance. I think there are just a lot of little nitpicks to the entry that I think are just going to kind of chip away at the points. And there are a lot of other songs where it's just like, oh, yeah, like this is getting really popular with people. I was skimming through the viral charts on Spotify this morning. Yes. Finland's doing very well on them. Switzerland's also doing very well on them. So that's another, like, one more dark horse to add to the stable. Like, there there are just a lot of different things to draw from a bunch of different threads here. And anything that gets points is fewer points for the front runners. Purely from the televote standpoint, from being in the arena, the second that we see Karia, the audience loses their minds. Yeah. When he's on stage, we love him. When he shows up in the green room, we love him. When he's doing a thing in the green room, when the camera is on him, we love him. We cannot take our eyes off him. We are screaming. This part doesn't really play into it, but also plays to the people who are here who can't, who are going to be voting in their houses. Mm -hmm. But like, Finland knows they have something. They've had a song truck here all week yeah <laughs> did you go in the sauna truck or what, what like was it usable or i'm trying to figure out when they have open sauna today like tomorrow or saturday because i would like to check it out and i just need to like bring a towel from our from our apartment over i think yeah <laughs> they've been doing a bunch of press over there though is that that has been their their site of press I think there have been just like a lot of press people want to talk with him too. Saturday's going to be a mess, but I, I'm hoping mm -hmm. it's going to be fun mess instead of like, Ugh, yes, so. yeah, yes. <laughs> I am so ready for whatever. If it's not that, I still don't think it's Sweden. I think that we're going to have a case of something getting like second and third and ending up with the most points and it being yeah. just a complete surprise. And I think there are a lot of contenders for that to happen. What if it is Croatia? Wouldn't. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't know. I, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I But but I, I don't know. I still feel like it. I still feel like Finland has the momentum right now. I don't think it's going to be an overwhelming televote for whoever wins the televote. I think it, it, I think there is going to be a pretty not even distribution, but uh, it's not going to be like 400 points for first place. I think it's going to be like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be 400. Yeah. Yeah, I still, I don't know. I still think there is a lot of room for that. And like, I have been chatting with a lot of different people who think about this a lot. Mm -hmm. And some of them have, have raised the points of like, are Romanian grannies going to vote for him? And having been to the Euro Village, there were a lot of very happy nans, like, cheering along to Finland. <laughs> oh, that, that just delights me. Oh. <laughs> I was there primarily to see how much of a set I was going to get from Karia. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I got five songs and did not get two that I wanted to hear off of one of his albums. But like, that's, that's what whenever he gets announced for airwaves or whatever happens, I will gladly be there at three in the morning in, in Galkarin. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was just like looking at the demographic and like everybody was there and we were all very excited for the green man. I'm so glad that the this turned into a very silly and delightful and party atmosphere because like it really it really didn't seem like it was going to be that way back in march like i thought it was just going to be all right we're just going to have this slog until may and then like crown this presumptive winner and uh it's an actual contest and it's a party like i i just yeah i'm, I'm loving watching it from afar but man i wish i was there <laughs> oh yeah no like i am i'm kind of loving watching all of the sweden people squirm as they realize that this is not as preordained as they thought it was you're not getting your book money back ben uh <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> at the second semifinal show. So it is myself, and then I am sharing uh, accommodations with the 12 points team. The group of them who were actually at the show and not doing any sort of broadcast work met up with Dudepoint on the floor. Yeah, and, and had a great time. That has been so nice is just getting to meet a bunch of the people I know from online and or ha- that we have had on the show, but I ha- that I have not seen in in, in, in meet space. Yep. Uh, and actually get to hang out. So like that's been lovely. Getting a, getting a peek behind the scenes at what the media center looks like has also been informative. But yeah, I'm so excited for whatever ha- comes on Saturday. And I I truly just hope that uh, it is crazy. It's party because that just feels like a lovely tagline for 2024. Oh, absolutely! Just like Helsinki 2024. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's party. Good luck, Finland. So that's going to do it for this episode of the EuroWhat. Thanks for listening. The EuroWhat podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find show notes, our socials, and all the info you need about Eurovision 2023 on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to help support the show and access a ton of bonus content from the EuroWhat AV Club, head on over to patreon.com slash EuroWhat. Next time on the EuroWhat, we sweep up all the confetti as we celebrate the winner of Eurovision 2023 with our special guest, Trip Payne. 